Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 5 of Project X Talk, your new weekly podcast all about Xbox. I'm your host, Aman, and joining me are my amazing co hosts, Kevin, Tom, and Garrett. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. I'm awesome, man. Just got my stuff an hour and a half ago. It's great. Hey everyone. So yeah, let's let's get right into it. So today we're going to be talking about a quick news roundup before we get into the actual details about the Xbox Series X. So the Mass Effect Legendary Edition just got announced last week. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, I I, I might as well go first. I am super fucking excited about that. Like, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> like, I yeah. There's not too much more to say about that. We all knew it was coming. That was about as a good as a rumor as a fable. Like we, so yeah. Yeah, the uh, remasters are basically the worst kept secret in gaming at this point, and I <laughs> I think finally they've announced it and they said it's coming. You know, spring 2021. Uh, I think the bigger news is that they said uh, a new Mass Effect game was being developed along with it, and I don't think we saw that coming, uh, especially because Andromeda perform so poorly i know we controversially uh had it in our top 10 list last week for uh for a while i can't remember if it made the actual list but it was in the you know it battled it battled against some uh some tough competition but uh them having an actual game in development a new mass effect i assume it'll be better than andromeda i assume they're going to develop and keep it uh under wraps until it's good and they're ready to put it out. Uh, I'm just hoping that the uh, remasters really touch on the gameplay a little bit for Mass Effect 1. It's the only one I've never beaten. And I've always felt like the shooting mechanics and the movement was just wonky in that one. If they can refine that just a little bit, it'd be really nice. Also, never played the uh, the uh, Mass Effect 3 with like the actual true ending when they patched it afterwards i had like the original crap ending uh so i'll be excited to go through that i haven't been spoiled for what actually happens afterward though i'll give it another shot but... my only hope is that it's uh, i ha- you know i haven't seen it um i just hope that it's not like a prince of persia type deal where it doesn't look that good because the prince of persia remaster that they're pushing um for Ubisoft, doesn't look very good. It looks like a 360 game still. So I'm really hoping that this is actually a higher resolution, increase the frame rate, and go back and touch Mass Effect 1. And those systems don't work anymore. They basically overhauled the whole thing for Mass Effect 2, and that's the game everyone really points to as the best in the series. So I think they need to go back and implement the stuff for Mass Effect 2 into Mass Effect 1. If they don't, it'll be a little disappointing. Yeah, I do agree with you there. Um, I hope it's not a ju- just a simple remaster like how they did with the Batman Arkham series. That remaster was basically the old game. Just now, it's well, now it's just gonna work on the newer consoles. Um, and also the Prince of Persia, the graphics don't look that good. Um, I hope they can get ray tracing on there somehow. That would be interesting, but. I'm not so sure, but for me, the biggest takeaway from that blog post was Mass Effect, the next Mass Effect game being developed by a veteran team. There's nothing really much to discover, um, discuss about that game yet because they didn't say much besides a concept art. So, I mean, I think we should move, just move on to the next topic. Sounds good to me. All right, so... I'm pretty sure all of us have our Xbox Series X's, and how are we enjoying it so far? Well, all well, of not all of us. <laughs> don't make me cry, guys. <laughs> not all of us. Wait, uh, Tom, you don't have an Xbox Series X? No, see, there was that whole pre-order uh, with Best Buy, and I got screwed over. Not as bad as the people on Amazon, but I still got screwed over. It'll be here tomorrow, so... uh. I'll be able to hear you guys talk about it, and I'll definitely ask questions. Yeah, yeah, I only got mine a little while ago, like three hours, actually, before we're recording this. But I don't know. I'm amazed at how well it's downloading stuff. Like, yeah, I did get an upgraded internet package, but it's doing amazingly well. And I just played around with the loading on a few of the games so far, 
And uh, do you guys remember No Man's Sky? Like that huge, the whole you slowly travel to the galaxy while it loads your planet. Yeah. Thing? That yeah, was yeah. cut down to like, I think I did it three times and each time was between 10 and 15 seconds. Like, I think it wow. was like 11, wow. 12, and 14. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Series X also broke the, um, the Witcher uh, fast travel system. So whenever mm-hmm. you fast travel, it, it will load, but then um, the assets will just not be there yet. So that was extremely fast. Um, I, I'm enjoying the load times, basically. It's so short in games with quick resume and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm having a good time with my life with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've i had the Series X the longest out of all of us because I got mine uh, Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. at Best Buy, and I've been playing it since then. So I have a lot to say. First off, as someone that has had the series, now has a Series X and a PlayStation 5, the packaging that the Series X came in was so much better than what the PlayStation 5 came in. When you opened the packaging for the Series X, it was like, it's on a pedestal. It has like a little like container. It's wrapped in this foil or whatever it is. I don't, I'm not really sure, but it just looks like a higher quality. Like they wanted you to open that and be like, oh my God, this is the uh, king on a throne inside the box. While PlayStation was like, yeah, we wrapped it in some, some foil and you know, it's, it's in there. Good job. Doesn't look very good, but I mean, that is just my uh, opening the box in terms of actually playing it. I, I don't know if you guys want to go like topic by topic um, and discuss you know what games, how games are running, load times, download speeds. What I don't do you, know. What I if my blurb. I think we were just going to let you handle the rest. You had it. To know. <laughs> 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 I, I just told you my full experience. I had it like two hours and had to have a nap. <laughs> so so I, I can certainly run down my, uh, my first few days with it. Um, so uh, I first started off by obviously setting it up and set it up is super easy. They use the new Xbox app to, to set everything up automatically keep to your profile puts it on the console. So everything was really smooth there, had no issues downloading the update. I know Xbox Live did go down at some point during the day and people were having issues with their console not updating or getting stuck during the update, but I didn't have any of those issues. The UI, obviously, is the same thing that we've had on the, the other consoles. I did set a dynamic background. That's really the only change as far as I can tell. Maybe things look a little bit better but uh, I went to uh, my games and apps, started downloading the uh, games that are optimized for Series X and Series S. The games I downloaded first were Gears Tactics and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Those are my big two games for launch. So they're about, I think they're about the same size at like 38 gigabytes each. And the speed at which these downloaded, like I have 400 down internet is what I'm supposed to do. Obviously, everyone that has internet knows it doesn't always stay at the max speed. But I have 400 down and I swear these games installed in about eight minutes each. And then I downloaded the Master Chief collection in order to prepare for next week when that optimized version comes out. And everyone knows that game is over 100 gigabytes. And that was done in like 15, 20 minutes if that. The only thing I will say about the download speed is that if you are playing a game, it really comes to a crawl. If you're actively playing and downloading at the same time, the download speed gets hammered and that is going to take forever. So my personal opinion is if you're going to download a game, just wait the few minutes for it to download. The SSD is going to take care of it super quick if you have good internet, obviously. If you have one down and one up there's really no saving you it's going to take a while no matter what you do but everything installs super quick i immediately jumped into yakuza like a dragon and i was talking to to garrett a a little early in the week and i was saying i feel bad for the people that designed the load screens in this game because they put little helpful tips and like stuff about the world and you know, JRPG is what they do, but you don't, you don't have time to read it. I think the, I think the highest load time I've counted is like five seconds. Like if that, wow. most of the time it's two or three for seconds. Yakuza? 
Yeah, for Yakuza. For Yakuza. Yeah, wow. if, if that. I, I swear, it, it's under five seconds most of the time in between battles, going into the next chapters, in between cutscenes. It just plows through into the next thing so quick. I, I found myself grabbing my phone out of instinct because coming from the original Xbox, I'm going to be sitting there a minute, minute and a half, two minutes for every single game, no matter what on load times. So I was like, all right, I'll check Twitter. You don't have time to even open Twitter before everything loads on this console. Gears Tactics is a little longer load times. Startup for the game took a little bit because it has a bunch of pop-ups. But once you get in, it is a quick resume title, so I just leave it running. Um, it's about eight seconds to quick resume uh, from the home screen. But in terms of just load times into missions, they have this narration in between the load screens. So like the main character or the side character or whatever will give you a narration about why you're going on the mission. And the loading down in the bottom corner finishes before the narration does. So I don't ever get to hear the full thing before I'm launching into the mission. It's about, I don't know, 12 to 15 seconds, which is still phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I've been having awesome, an awesome time with my Xbox Series X. So the load times have decreased by a lot. I actually timed the load times. So for me, um, this is not from the home screen, but I also timed from the home screen. So Gears Tactics from the home screen took me 38 seconds, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla from the home screen took me 47 seconds. So that's a major leap. Because Assassin's Creed Odyssey used to load in, like, what, three minutes? And that's not from the home screen. It took mm-hmm. three minutes. Yeah, that, so that's a major jump for me. Um, also, I haven't downloaded a lot of stuff, so I'm not sure about how much the downloading times are yet. Um, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Gears Tactics, they downloaded pretty fairly, uh, fairly pretty fast. So, um, yeah, uh, Quick Resume is also amazing. So I was just switching between Gears and Valhalla. Those are the only two games I've played so far. Um, so I was having awesome, an awesome time with it, honestly. Um, the load times are probably the biggest thing this gen. Uh, mm-hmm. Both consoles, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, have severely decreased those load times. So that's awesome. So I'm really looking forward to what games that are, you know, act further down the line that are that have the full console and full optimization, how fast they're going to load. Yeah, so I know for Valhalla specifically, uh, the load times can take like two minutes uh, on the PS4 version. And then it's literal seconds on the PS5, like optimized. I think I'm pretty sure the optimized version came out with the PS5 today. And everyone saw massive improvements there. Series X as well. The thing I wanted to bring up, because we were talking, you were saying how you love Quick Resume. And I love Quick Resume as well. I turn on my console and in six seconds I'm back in my game because I just leave Yakuza running. But the pro- there's an issue right now, and I think I think we need to uh, talk about it with Quick Resume. And Microsoft knows about it. They're actively working on a patch for it. Some optimized titles are not working with Quick Resume. They're, Yakuza is one of them. Um, if you open another game, you can't go back to Quick Resume Yakuza. So in order for me to resume Yakuza, it has to be the only game on my system running and I can do it from you know tur- when my console's off. That is super quick. But if I go into Gears Tactics, Yakuza will close. So there are games. It's only the, my understanding is only the certain optimized for X and S titles that won't let you quick resume right now. And it's a little frustrating because obviously you don't really know until you try. So you have people thinking, hey, I can quick resume six games at once, and then you're trying all these optimized titles, and none of them are quick resuming, and you're like, well, why is this feature broken? Yeah, um, I, I haven't faced that issue just yet, but hopefully they'll probably have a patch for it later, um, later this month, hopefully, if things get sorted. Um, uh, one more thing I want to say about the Xbox Series X was that um, the uh, frames frames per second Assassin's Creed Valhalla at 30, 60 frames per second was absolutely amazing. That thing is I, I was in I the love joy. it. I'm just it's, starting it out. It runs as smooth as Spider-Man. I, it's absolutely amazing. I'm playing the game right now. And, you know, the open world of that game is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's beautiful. The color palette they've uh, gone with and 
character design, the weapon design, and all the all the dialogue app options you have, the settlement system. That game was probably the best launch game for me, in my opinion, so far. It's uh, it's performing well in sales. I think it, it's doing. I can't remember the exact numbers, but Ubisoft came out and said that it's doing very well. And I think being a launch title is is helping it. Then the fact that Odyssey was so well received, I've heard some people yeah. say it's not as good as Odyssey, or like they prefer the some of the systems in Odyssey over what's in Valhalla. But I think it's gonna be a personal preference. Obviously, people exactly. might prefer Valhalla to to Odyssey. Um, for me, my standout title so far has been Yakuza Like a Dragon. I've never played yeah, it. I want to give that one a try. Yeah, I've never I highly, played it game. highly recommend it. It wasn't a game that I was going to get until I kept seeing the footage for it and hearing how good it was. And the fact that they've made it into a JRPG turn-based style game it has some persona elements. You know, you have to build relationships with people in town and your party members. So the game really appeals to me. It's a lot of fun. It's over-the-top silly at certain points. You know, I was earlier had to call my brother into the room because I was fighting these Yakuza members, but they were all wearing diapers because I stumbled into them pretending to be babies. So like, it's just over the top at some point, but in the best way possible. So I certainly highly recommend that gears tactics. I would actually absolutely recommend because that's, I'm having a great time with that. I like it better than gears five. I didn't really enjoy gears five, but I'm enjoying gears tactics way more. All right, let me go yeah, ahead and um, jump in here, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, I don't have the console, so I'm gonna have some questions. I'll just jump in as I go whenever I feel like I have something input. What do you guys think about the controller? How does it feel? This is comparing it to the original Xbox One controller, Dude. what what is the standout features for you? I mean, I've I've heard a lot about the D pad being have- really nice. <laughs> I was actually going to say something else about the D-pad. Uh, like, you know how everyone was talking about heating and fan issues? The D-pad is probably the noisiest thing about the entire console. Like, that thing clicks. Really? That makes any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I've been, like, actually, I noticed I had to, like, turn my headset up a bit. Of, I was surprised. Like, it's smooth, it's nice, but it's a loud click. I was... I was... I can't say I've noticed the sound of my uh, D-pad. For me, what I love about, and I think the new controller is better than the the other one. For me, the new controller, my favorite thing about it is the texture. Uh, the handles where you grip are, have this have this texture now, and it's on the triggers too, allow you to grip the yeah, controller. Yeah, the grip better. texture. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah the, really the grips texture. on them are amazing. Yeah, I was just yeah. saying, like, yeah. The only thing I could say wrong or even commentable in the negative or neutral category about the entire uh, experience so far is, yeah, that's a very audible D-pad. But, mm. yeah, no, that's it. Well, now I'm going to pay attention to my D-pad all the time to see if I can hear it. I'm, but, I'm sorry, man. It's uh, going to be like, don't think of purple elephants. Yeah, the, so the, the only <laughs> the thing I noticed besides the textures is that I haven't even used the share button. Like I forget it's there most of the time just because I don't really share things that often. So I'm, I wasn't really like clamoring for that. I don't know who, I kind of think they just took it from Sony and was like, Sony has a share button. We'll get a share button. But the only thing, other thing I've noticed is the joysticks are a little smaller. Uh, Maybe it's just in my mind, but I feel like I grabbed my original controller that I have next to me in my series X. and like, they feel a little smaller. Not like much, not like a different, like, oh my God, like this is, these joysticks are bad. Just, I think they're a little smaller. Yeah, uh, I think the whole controller is a, a little bit smaller than the Xbox One controller. Uh, it's just like a tap, little bit, just uh, like it's unnoticeable, but when you're actually holding your hand, you do notice it. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, Tom and Garrett, uh, Tom, Kevin, and Garrett, um, what controller do you prefer, the Series X? Or the uh, Elite Series 2 controller, which Xbox? I didn't get an Elite Series 2, so uh, I obviously preferred the Series X. I don't have the Elite 2, but from from what I've heard from people that do, the Elite is still the better controller. 
I don't have it too. I, I wanted to check if you guys have it. So. Nah, it's just so <laughs> we'll so let it that part out. It's <laughs> just so much money, though. You know, like I can't, I can't do it. I can't justify that. It's like, it's, it's like one hundred and fifty dollars, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's one thing that I'm thinking about getting for like, for Christmas personally. Like right now, I have. I like I had the first one and then I had an like an off-brand pro controller by uh Power A as well. So mm-hmm. I've been wanting the series two for a while and that it looks really nice. I mean if you play a lot yeah, of first person shooters, especially it's like it. really good. One of my friends has it. Feels amazing. All right, let's get back to the topic. I'll cut that. I'll um I'll make sure to edit that out. Um okay. What do we um so um just to make sure guys will do it in the topic system. So we'll talk about we already talked spoke talk talk about gameplay. Um right now we'll finish up with the controller. So what should we talk about next? Mm, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, we should probably just let him have a spiel. <laughs> Go. The only other thing I can say is like, the every game is just so beautiful. Running yeah. at 4K. So should know, we beautiful. talk about the ray tracing and graphics and stuff next? Yeah, we can. We can if we can talk about oh, that. We, should, we can also add that vape thingy people were trying with the. Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I was, oh, yeah, I was yeah. Say, we're definitely gonna need to touch on the that. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I thought this ping pong trick I heard about was. Cool. Oh yeah, I tried like, that. I tried suppose, that. It's awesome. It, it, is awesome. it does work. Yeah, it's gonna it does work. Store tomorrow, pick up no, some ping pong if, you, if you just if you just put it there, it will work. What I did is I have like a um a fan um a portable. I put it next to my Series X and I put ping pong, ping pong balls on top of the Series X. So what it does is it takes air from the fan and ventilates it out of out of the top. So the ping pong box, the balls start floating on top. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Um, let's start. Let's I don't know start. how you're gonna. I don't know how you're gonna edit this. <laughs> <laughs> I say keep it uh, all in. I yeah. I'm kind of new. I think I I think you should keep it, but. I mean, while we're on the topic of um, all the issues with the Series X, I guess, and all the silly things, you know, talking about ping pong balls floating, the, the whole vaping thing, people posting the console being like, oh my God, my Series X exploded, when there's nothing in the console that'll make it, exp- like nothing could possibly make it explode the way that they were trying to say that it exploded in there. I know, right? I know right? many people, like many, um, you know, some a few well-known websites put that up saying the Xbox Series X is overheating and exploding. <laughs> I was actually worried at first. I thought it was something like a red ring of death issue, but then I looked into it. It was actually some stupid same people putting like, vape into their console. Yeah, wow. same. I woke up Tuesday and I was like, what is this video? This can't be real. I saw people saying it's fake and then more info came out. And obviously that video is fake. The only thing that isn't fake is the small percentage. And we have to remember it's a small percentage. Every console launch has, has duds and consoles that don't work the way they should. Um, but you have the consoles that the disk drives aren't working the way they should, or they're making like grinding or farting noises, or consoles have been, a few consoles have been bricked, I'm pretty sure. From from the video, yeah, a few of the consoles have been break. Like, um, they just don't turn on. They they turn on and then it, it turns off automatically again. Um, I think it's a very very small percentage, and it's definitely not as much as a percentage of the Red Ring of Death. That was a massive disaster for Xbox, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, staying on topic, I also wanted to mention. Um, Xbox have broke uh, it's their biggest launch lineup sales in history in the history of Xbox. So that's a major milestone. That's amazing, actually. I didn't think that they would just because of exactly like, with the well, whole pandemic. This... I did just didn't think that they could get the number of consoles out. Exactly, and they've done that during the pandemic. That's that's. Awesome, and also um, this yeah. is the first time Xbox actually had you know um, multiple multiple copies of systems all around the world. Unlike what PlayStation is doing, they just released it in a few countries on November twelfth, and later on, um, November yeah, like 19th, that must have been a logistical nightmare during this whole thing. Exactly, and like that's what that. that's what happened with the Xbox One. If you guys remember, uh, it came out in a few, a few countries at first, then later on, it came to the rest of the world. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so one of the cool things about it too is that it's crazy how much it's selling without even having like a solid console seller. And Phil Spencer recently said that you know it's pretty much in other words like it sucks that we don't have Halo Five or Halo Infinite. I should say sorry, but they don't need it to sell consoles currently. Like they're going to these consoles are going to like just go like hotcakes and all up until like i wouldn't say like early next year um so they, they can really take their time with getting like that good console seller when they actually need it right now the hype is real for xbox and the- everywhere globally at the same time is way better than it would get on xbox one yeah i watched that GameSpot interview with uh Phil as well, and he mentioned how all the fans in other countries were really disappointed about they didn't launch the Xbox One at the same time worldwide, and how they made that a priority for this console launch. I mean, going by Twitter, everyone's having a great time. Everyone's loving the console. There's the few, obviously, that have some broken consoles, and we'll get them fixed, and that's a bummer for them. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure what else to to say about the issues but i think xbox is in a great place and i think the console launch has gone well i think the demand is obviously too high for the supply that's always a good thing from a business perspective it sucks for the people that can't get the consoles but it's certainly more available than playstation trying to get a playstation 5 has been way more difficult yeah i mean um the Xbox Series X sold out in Oman, and the Middle East is a region PlayStation was always uh, on top of, you know. Like, when I, um, I've been in Oman for not a long time, but everyone I know here has had a PlayStation. Oh, really? I'm, and I'm actually on the Xbox site right now, and I just uh, checked what consoles are available in which countries. And, like, I went down this list, and it's 40 countries that they released in, and they're already available uh, with the Xbox Series X. The only two countries that aren't that they do with all of their consoles is Chile and China. I think they're coming to China at some point. Phil. Oh, yeah, they're they're coming later down the line, but they're just not the ones that uh, got it on release day. Yeah, like, yeah, you know how uh, PlayStation, there was all those guys on Twitter this morning, they were like, one more week, we can <laughs> wait. Like, yeah, no, yeah, Xbox didn't do that favoritism stuff. It's really surprising to me that PlayStation decided not to do a worldwide launch. I mean, it is and, it is and it isn't. So it is, it is a surprise because I feel like the demand is there and I feel like they could have it sell out in every country all at once. And I don't really see a reason why they need to delay it. If the consoles are already produced at this point, if you've pre-ordered in the UK for next week, it's already there. Like you have a console. My, my, my issue for why I'm like, they couldn't make enough units. They just haven't been able to make enough units to, get everyone that wants one and people are are really mad to an extent that like xbox is much more readily available and i mean i know it's hard to get obviously every console is going to be hard to get but the xbox is so much easier to get so i feel like in terms of launches xbox has had a better launch than sony sony just you know we started with the pre-orders the retailers going live pre-orders going up unexpectedly after they said they wouldn't do that people missing out all the bots taken on from online sources even today their walmart in the u.s was like we'll have playstations at four times throughout the day for xbox on tuesday they had it at noon and those consoles were for in-store pickup the consoles today were only online for shipping for two weeks from now that marketing the whole message was so badly conveyed to the consumer. I was so disappointed when I saw it wasn't available for in-store pickup. Yeah, I mean, Xbox is doing a lot better this gen around. Um, that is without major launch title like Halo Infinite. If Halo Infinite would have been available, they would have done much better 
and that just shows the potential and momentum Xbox has this generation going on. And talking about the Asian market, um, Phil Spencer hinted out in the in his latest interview with GameSpot that um, they're not readily investing in the Asian market as of now, because a few weeks ago there were rumors that Xbox were was you know throwing their name around and trying to acquire big to small Japanese developers. So what do you guys think about that? Well, it's Phil Spencer saying that, so that like. That guy is very coy with his language. That could just mean that because the ink dried on a deal last week that they haven't talked about yet. So I'm not sure that could go either way still. But uh, I don't know. I can't see why they would need to at the time, right? So if I had to put my vote on one side, it would be that he they didn't get into the Asian market. I think the big thing is like even if the Asian market is not like their full priority, they have to at least invest time there and invest confidence to like the developers and the consumers on that side. So since we generally we want we love a lot of the Japanese games or games that come from like the Asian market and just being able to get the potential like investment with the developers on that side. And getting those games shipped out e- to like the West, even if the like the market there is not the primary objective for Xbox, just keeping the good relations all around and keeping the name of Xbox known there is gonna be a big help just to drive some of those games on RN two. I mean, Xbox has already done a lot in the Asian market in this last few years. They um they got Yakuza on Xbox with on Game Pass. Then now Yakuza Seven being a sort of timed exclusive for the Xbox Series X. Um, they also yeah, got the Kingdom Hearts games. And Sega game, whatever that is, Badlands. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah, Battle yeah, Wonderland. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, they also, also they are online too. Yeah. Yeah, they got Kingdom Hearts one, one, two, and three. Then they got the Dragon Quest game. Day one, I think. So yeah, about, I think uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, let's talk about Elden Ring. Actually, Phil Spencer said he has played quite a bit of Elden Ring. That game was supposed to be dead or cancelled, according to the rumors, because we hadn't heard of it from since E three last year. So, are any of you excited for that game or looking forward to it? Um, I don't know to look forward to it. Like I. Am I the only one who has not seen any gameplay on that? Like, I've Googled it even, and I can't find anything. I believe yeah, it was just like a CGI gameplay. trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Then, like, again, George R.R. No. Martin is doing the story for the game. So, I'm pretty excited for it. So, uh, George R.R. Martin doesn't have the best track record of finishing stories. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, great. We're going to get four fifths of an amazing story. Oh, no. Um, he's already finished. He's already finished with the game. I, I think the game has like really good potential. I mean, the fact that it's coming from From Software, there's no doubt in my yeah. mind that it's going to be a great game. I love the Bloodborne. I love the Dark Souls series. I love the original Demon Souls. So if they weave that into this and actually make it have a more compelling narrative, I can see that being a way more appealing game than Dark Souls itself, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And again, hinting at Xbox making moves in the Japanese market. This game, this game usually from software goes with Sony for market rights, and this game, the Xbox has the market rights for. So that's good to see. Xbox is getting into the Japanese areas. I don't think they'll acquire some a massive name like From Software or by Tecmo from Japan. Um, I doubt that. Maybe a few smaller developers. I'd love to see Lost Odyssey come back. Mm-hmm. Phil kind of shot that down during that GameSpot interview, though. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think he said. I think he said it needs. It would need like a pretty much a brand new refresh, completely overhauled. Like at this point, I I've never played Lost Odyssey. I've seen all the reviews, so I like I I know what you guys are talking about and how like like well received it was. But I wouldn't personally be excited for it if a new one came out. So I think his approach, where it would have to be a, a complete overhaul, pretty much and pretty much a refresh, it'd be better for the new players at this point. 
as long as they keep some of the old elements, possibly. But, I mean, it'll be fun either way. Yeah, I mean, Mist I don't think it's going to happen because Mistwalker, the team behind it, are not the same team they were before. They've moved into developing games for mobile now more. Um, not as much on, you know, a console. I don't think they've done a game on console for quite a while now. Um, talking about the, staying on topic on the with the Xbox Series X, Garrett and Kevin, what would you guys rate the Xbox Series X out of 10? The Xbox Series X out of 10? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you can't make nothing a 10. So I'd put it as a 9.5 because it's currently the best thing. Like, I mean, for for me, it's a it's a 9.5 as well. I mean, it's it's right up there in terms of power. It's outstanding. The graphics, the frame rate. I haven't had any issues. All my games are running so smooth. They look beautiful. The UI is is great. Everything is so responsive. Load times download speeds it's really just everything we've known is out the window and now we have this new world where everything is so fast and so beautiful i can't i can't complain the only thing that's knocking it for me is that quick resume isn't working for every everything and that was kind of like a feature that we really talked up once that's sorted out i won't have any issues i don't have any issues everything's going well for me yeah, yeah I uh, I'd give it a 9 out of 10, mainly because, um, you know, looking at it from a general standpoint, there are a few launch games, but Halo Infinite's missing, so that's a big bummer. Um, and also, um, you know the horizontal, horizontal the stand when you're um, putting the Xbox horizontally? Yeah. I'm yeah, not a big fan of that. Mine's horizontal. It was... Yeah, Ooh, so like the stand at the bottom. I don't know. Have... I just don't have room in my entertainment system because I have uh, my so my TV is on a stand has three glass layers and they're not that they're not tall they're not tall layers it cannot fit vertically so my switch is on the top because it's small I can go behind my TV and then I have to turn my Series X sideways and the stand is ugly it doesn't look great on its side this console was clearly made to stand up. And I would say that about the PlayStation 5, too. I have the PlayStation on side in there. I have the digital version. It looks a hell of a lot better than my brother's whose disc version's on the side. And that looks, oh, my God, it's an abomination. Oh, yeah. The disc, the but, disc version looks awful. But neither of, these consoles, neither of these consoles, I would say, look good on their side. They both look like they were made to stand up. Yeah. Yeah, both well, of them look best, you know, vertically. Right, can you I know, just like I was saying a few sh- shows ago? Sorry about that, but it sounds seems like one was meant to look like a guy in a suit, and the other one should have some monkeys dancing around it from the Lost Odyssey or from uh, what's that? What was that movie again? God damn it! Tip of my tongue. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The one clearly, with all it's the clearly it's dancing late, around. Clearly, it's clearly late for all of us. Dude, what I've was... been up for like 20 hours now. I am so tired. <laughs> what was your question, Tom? All right, so pretty much I want to just ask if there was one thing that you guys would change in the Xbox right now, if you guys have anything, what would it be? For example, on the top of my mind, one thing that I always thought was a little weird was that there wasn't necessarily a cue for the quick resume to say, like, these mm-hmm. are the games that you currently have open in which order. Yeah. And which ones is like average to closing out? Is there anything like that that you guys would be maybe suggesting or something you want feature wise on the Series X at this time? Well, it would be nice if there was like a priority on it. So, like, let's say you were always going back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, let's say, but your girlfriend was in the room, your roommate was on, and you played a different couple games, right? Like, it could drop in that list, so it'd be great if you could flag it so that it would always be at the first of the quick resume lineup, if that makes any sense. Like, uh, are you talking about, like, if you... I I think a queue is definitely needed, and I think Microsoft has heard people say that enough at this point that I can't see them not giving to us at some point, but... 
I think it would be, I think a cue would be useful if you, and, and what you're talking about, Garrett, with this pinning or, you know, priority feature. Yeah, just, I would yeah, be, just priority one, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you open too many games, they'll close yeah. one that's lower on your priority list. Yeah, because I think how it is right now is it's just, it goes down the list, right? It just stacks mm-hmm. the next one on top and whatever yeah. that slowly is, right? So, let's say I work night shift, everyone else in my house is on day shift. They could load four or five different things while I'm asleep, right? So mm-hmm. it would be nice to flag that as like the favorite for the quick zoom. So yeah. that one, it's always at the top and at the mm-hmm. front of the refresh, right? Yeah, keep Assassin's Creed open, close the other ones yeah. first. Yeah. I mean, in terms of things that I would like, I know. And maybe you guys can answer this. I don't have any Xbox One games installed. I only have optimized games. Um, I saw preview units, or maybe there weren't preview units at this point, but people streaming the console. And in their games library, it broke the games out. So, like, the top row, it said optimized for Series X and S games. Then below that, it said Xbox One games. And below that, it said Xbox 360 games. So, it grouped all them together. Maybe there's a sorting feature that I'm not, that I'm missing, but I don't see that on my console. And I would like that. Maybe I just need to install more games and it'll show up. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, that's also one of my complaints. Um, you know, when you're using Quick Resume and you have a lot of games on Quick Resume, uh, it automatically kicks the bottom one out, the game you first opened with Quick Resume. So Xbox needs to create like a warning system. Like it says, this warning, this game will be kicked out of Quick Resume if you launch this new game. So that would be nice, a nice feature to have. I'm really surprised I don't have like a. They didn't have that at launch. And I, I like the idea of the sorting as well. Uh, since there's, it's really, everything it looks the same on the Xbox Series X from what I've seen in terms of like the game library. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I, I would expect it to have, you know, it sorted out since I'm not generally going to, you know, go out of my way to look up what every, which one specifically is Series X optimized, you know? So the optimized titles are super easy to tell because they have the X and S on the little tile. Okay, but, just like uh, for Game Pass, pretty much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, it'll say Game Pass in one corner, and then the other has an X and S. So you know which titles are optimized. I'm just saying I've seen people stream the Xbox Series X, and their game library is, is sorted like that. So I don't know how they got that sorting or if that's a pre – like in the – uh, insider program or what's going on, but mine isn't currently like that, and that's something I would like a lot. Yeah, I mean, there are a few problems at launch, like the uh, optimized games not working on Quick Resume, but I hope, hopefully, they'll get sorted in the next week or two. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm this launch, my biggest problem with this, uh, the thing I would change personally, is the launch lineup. If we're talking about games, um, because the only game we really have right now is AC Valhalla and Yakuza and Gears, which still is still decent games, but Halo Infinite should have been there, Cyberpunk should have been there. Both of them got delayed, unfortunately, and you know it's kind of unfortunate, but we also have to think that we're we also have to look at it from a standpoint that we are currently in a pandemic. So yeah. Um, in terms of hardware, what I'd like to change would probably be how the console sits horizontally because, um, you know, it looks doesn't look that good uh, horizontally. I much prefer vertically, and same as you said, Kevin, I do not have as much space to put it up vertically in my entertain- entertainment system. But, yeah, that is probably my the thing I'm most disappointed about. But doesn't really matter much it's you know it's box so i'm not too worried about that what's but... everyone's opinion on the whole phil spencer interview in general we talked about like one little part of it with the asian market but what about the whole thing because like i really like how he talked about it it showed that he brought more critical thinking to the xbox ecosystem because i think it's sort of funny how everyone compares him to mark cerny with playstation right 
but he's the lead engineer, and you could tell in his interviews, just like how in this one, you could tell that he has put lots and lots, hours and months of thought into his strategies here. And it's bringing more of a innovation while PlayStation is, we found a winning strategy and we're just going to stick with it, so to say. Yeah, I love. Yeah, no, it it certainly does. I love Phil Spencer. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I love Phil Spencer a lot. Um, in terms of of why he just came in and fixed everything that was wrong with Xbox. I mean, fix might be a strong word, but we're certainly going in the direction where the Xbox community wants to head. He's making pro consumer moves and. I think the reason people like Phil Spencer is when he gives these interviews and he gives a lot of interviews, he's always so open and almost not at the same time. He gives these coy answers that almost hint at yeses and nos. You can draw a lot of what he says. I know in the GameStop interview, they were like, have you played a PlayStation 5? He's like, I got to be careful how I answer this. And then he's basically like, I haven't played a retail PlayStation 5. He's basically saying he's played some dev kits when he goes to studios. So I would never compare him to Mark Cerny over at PlayStation. I think Phil Spencer currently is more akin to Reggie fils when he was in charge of Nintendo. Everyone loves Reggie. Reggie and Xbox have a good working relationship, and that started with Reggie in charge there. I know he's only in charge of Nintendo in America, but it's, it's certainly... I would cast him more in that role is that he is a voice to the community. He is the leader of Xbox, but he gets it. He understands why we want to play these games, how we want to play these games and what Xbox needs to do to make sure they keep their fans happy. Yeah. It's like he, he knows what we want. If you listen to his interviews, he always talks about just like him gaming with his buddies, you know, and that's like, that's the most relatable thing for like us, for example. And I'm like, it makes me instill more confidence in him knowing that he actually has a passion for games. He has a a passion for the platform that he's working on. He has a passion, like with the game pass systems and like everything else, like interwebbing together. Uh, Phil Spencer is pretty good. It's pretty, a pretty cool guy from what I've seen on there. And, you know, Maybe he'll play some Halo Infinite with me one day. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe matchmake into the Halo. Matchmake into some Slayer and get uh, get murdered by... Head yeah, just Fox. get some a P3 on the side. Major Nelson underneath. God damn I mean, it. as long as I don't get banned for like teabagging him right afterwards, you know? Oh! <laughs> I believe it's called tactical crouching. But in terms of... Uh, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about Phil Spencer. I think he gives great interviews. He always has he always has the headlines in his interviews. He always drops something in them that leaves the fans talking, that gets the new the news media writing, uh, speculating. He's he seems like a nice guy. He seems down to earth. Yeah, and I think they understand how much the marketing has changed with Twitter and everything, right? Like it's. I haven't really noticed too many commercials about them. Well, PlayStation is all about their funny, wacky commercials that we <laughs> grew up with a lot, right? Mm-hmm. But he'll make the headlines more for just going out and talking. Or with, once again, I'm sorry, like we should really ban the Bethesda subject. He blew <laughs> headlines for weeks by just warning people about it. Right? Like the guy did his job. Like, there was no real marketing team that you had to pay for that. And he took all headlines, right? So it's it shows the difference in marketing nowadays and the difference in strategies. One guy's innovating and one guy is sticking with his winning plan. That's that's what became apparent. And there's nothing wrong with that. PlayStation can stick with what they're doing. Oh, yeah. No, like I was saying, it's the winning strategy. I'm not knocking it. Mm. But people usually win only for a certain amount of time. 
I mean, whatever you want to call him, Uncle Phil, Big Phil, Daddy Phil, Phil Sponsors. That guy is a legend. He's done miracles for the Xbox brand. Um, it all started back in 2017, you know, when Game Pass was announced. And then after that, it's just been, you know, the snowball effect. Things just got getting, things just started getting bigger and bigger. The, the five studio announcements, then the two other Obsidian in Exile, then Double Fine, then we had xCloud, then last year's E3 was awesome, you know, we had Keanu Reeves, Cyberpunk, Elden Ring, um, amazing games, and then with EA Play being added to Xbox, the Xbox Series X at Game Awards, Hellblade 2 at Game Awards, and then the Bethesda deal, it's, it's, been, a, it's been like a snowball effect, and I think there's a long way to go now, there's still a lot more we haven't seen, a lot more Phil Spencer is holding back. I'm Game Awards, we're probably going to see the initiative's new game. We're probably going to hear a few studio announcements. I don't think so. Not not this year, definitely. Um, if we were, I think game uh, game acquisition, game, uh, studio acquisitions would have been announced at the November 9th event, but that was just a long celebration. So uh, no studio acquisitions this year, I believe. Maybe next year they might buy, you know, Take Two, EA, PlayStation Studios. You don't know. Anything can happen right now. <laughs> yeah, they'll just buy money. up as much as they legally can before it's exactly. not a, before exactly. it is a monopoly. Like, where exactly. can we draw the line at? But uh, no, yeah. I think the only <laughs> thing that we might see from Xbox this year is at the VGA we might see a hint of what initiative is working on, just yeah. so that they could build Maybe. hype going into the Christmas season. But yeah, uh, other um, than but that, I, I can't do think see something big's going on at Game Awards because Phil Spencer has been on a um, Zoom call with Jeff Keighley about two times now, and both of them were discussing about the Game Awards. So you might get Hellblade 2 gameplay. Don't, don't know. Maybe Compulsions game. But yeah, I think so. So that's what that's all we have for you today. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to subscribe if you enjoyed our content and want to see more. Like the video if you enjoyed it. Share it share it to people who you might know who enjoyed it. Um, before we leave, um, if you want to if you want to interact with us outside of the podcast, um, you can find us on Twitter at Project X Talk. You can find me on Twitter at Amano Blumohi. Where can we find you, Tom? You can find me on Twitter at Chronicle Tom. What about you, Kevin? Where can we find you? You can find me everywhere. Twitter gamertag is uh, the Muffin Mon. Uh, that's a one instead of an I. What about you, Garrett? Um, you could find me on Xbox and Twitter at Way1G. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. So again, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe, share our content. I'll make sure to have links to all their social media accounts in the description below. So see you next week.